I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hi, everybody. It's that time again. Yes, Sports Overnight America. We're everywhere, and we're different. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. We're heard on Sirius 217, XM203, all the apps, American Forces. So you gals and guys stay healthy. Sports Byline, Sports Map, radio stations like Very Warm in Las Vegas, KSHP 1400. Mark Mancini, the world's worst uh, sports handicapper, will be with us. Art Sarsh is off. He's celebrating his 126th birthday somewhere in Mexico. However, good friend, attorney Laura Snoke, will be with us and uh, one of the big Dodger fans that I've ever known. So she'll be with us talking Major League Baseball and anything else. And we'll play Baron Sports Trivia. Folks, Fred is most upset. On Friday, Major League Baseball knew I knew what Major League Baseball was going to do. It voted to outlaw the shift next year and a couple of other rules. But let's just talk about the shift. And let me tell you about the voting. Manfred's idea, a man who is trying to ruin baseball, apparently, allegedly, 11 votes, six of which are under Manfred. Now, you're going to vote against him, you're going to lose your job. So the vote was six, yes, four Players Association said, no, I'm not sure how the one umpire voted. But anyways, Manfred couldn't lose. You know, you talk about fixed elections. He had six of the 11 locked up. Nobody's going to lose their job over a vote like this. Why am I against the shift? Well, let's see. Stan Musial you'll learn to hit to left field. They, they certainly put up more, more of the guys toward second base. Uh, modern day, well, uh, Freddie Freeman, power hitter. They put two guys on the other side of second base. Okay, fine. You hit the left field. Matt Olson from the A's, now with Atlanta, does the same thing. He learned to hit to left field. These are major league players. That means the best in the world. If you can't learn to bunt, if you can't learn to hit to the other side of the field, you don't change a rule that tells the defense what it can do. The defense should be able to put every single player at once on any side of the field at once. Shouldn't it? Does Manfred make any sense whatsoever? There's other parts of this that I don't like either, but uh, we'll talk about that later with Laura and with Mark on the show. But just from the start, the shift is the thing that bugs me the most. Sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. The National Football League, of course, on Thursday night, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, 
showed again how talented he is. Rams didn't show up. Again, Stafford didn't play any in the three preseason games. How much did he play? Two passes or something like that? And you knew something like this could happen, 31 to 10. All Buffalo Bills on Thursday night. We'll talk about uh, that, too. We'll talk about the NCAA uh, coaches, where now we have a coach making more <laughs> than Nick Saban, $10.5 million. Davo Sweeney, Clemson. Of course, uh, maybe they'll renegotiate uh, Saban's contract. Uh, we'll renegotiate nothing. We're going to come back with Laura and with Mark and with you on Sports Overnight America. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors about bundling your home auto and other vehicles. Any sports fan knows defense wins championships. Your championship is your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your best defense is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive, which is like having a goalie, a seven-foot shot-blocking specialist, and a linebacker all wrapped into one. Which, to circle back, means you're going to win the championship. Because, you know, defense. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking for solutions for health and wellness at home? Please visit antiagingbed.com. They are on a mission to use proven technology to provide you with healthy solutions to many conditions that affect all of us physically and mentally. Use promo code wellness for your discount. Antiagingbed.com. Technology proven to help you feel your best. Use promo code wellness, antiagingbed.com. Feel your best. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward into art class. A four-foot replica of the Statue of Liberty using elbow macaroni. With glue and art supplies from Staples. By tomorrow. This week, Crayola 24-count crayons, Staples comp books, and two-pocket poly folders are each just 50 cents. Get everything on your list at amazing prices. This year, go forward to school with Staples. Shop in-store, online, or buy online and pick up in-store. Ends 9-10, limit 30. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? (laughs) Okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 Hey, welcome back. Again, as I, as I indicated in the opening, Fred's angry. He's not going to take it out on my good friend, Laura Snoke, who's sitting in for art. We're not going to take it out on the world's worst sports handicapper, Mark Mancini. I'm going to take it out on Rob Manfred. And folks, again, if you missed the opening, Major League Baseball on Friday agreed to change the rules for next year. And the big one for me is the shift, which I'm not going to repeat uh, the nonsense of that, but we'll start with Mark. The only way your Pittsburgh Pirates could win if they changed the rules and giving the Pirates four outs an inning. So I don't know what your stand is on the on the shift, but Fred is totally opposed. Mark, your opinion. Well, the Dodgers took that shift to a a different level. I mean, it just seemed like they rose in the bar on that thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the shift, to be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of Rob Manfred. I was never a big fan of Bud Seeley. But I will tell you what they both tried to implicate and what I like is the interleague play. And now we're going to get everybody to play everybody 30 times. 
So I'm not force fed the Diamondbacks and the Rockies playing 45 times a year. So why do we have divisions then? Well, you might want to start with that traditional one that started with Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Houston in the National League West. No, what I'm saying is I, I like the fact that the Dodgers played the Giants more often in Colorado and San Diego more often because they're in the same division. I like it that way. Let's go to Laura, attorney Laura Snow, good friend. Uh, uh, Laura, I know you're a big baseball nut, Dodger nut. Uh, how do you think about the shift and the change uh, Manfred and uh, his gang uh, has put upon baseball unless somebody speaks up loudly before 2023? So as I understand it, uh, they're outlawing the shift as of 2023, right? Yeah, and the vote is, let me just repeat for the folks that just joining us, 11 votes, six of whom are from Manfred's group. So he automatically had six, so he couldn't lose. Four from the Players Association, they all voted no. I'm not sure how the umpire voted. So it was either six, four, and one or six and five. But the point is, it was a fixed election. You talk about fixed elections. He had his sixth vote. Nobody's going to vote no and lose their job. Your comments. Rigged election. Um, I'm not a big fan of the shift either, but I think that coaches and the and coaches should have the opportunity to coach how they want to coach. And if they want to put players, you know, if they want to use, I don't, I'm not a big fan of imposing a no shift rule, even though I'm not a big fan of the shift. All right, let me add one other thing that we have not mentioned yet uh, on Sports Overnight America. Another rule change. Starting next year, a pitcher cannot go three times to first base. So let's say we find a Ricky Henderson or a Maury Wills type, okay? Lou Brock type. And they take six or seven steps off of first base. And the pitcher goes to first, safe. Pitcher goes again to first, safe. He cannot go to first again, or it's a balk, meaning the base runner now has got freedom to take the biggest lead on earth to steal second base. Does that make any sense whatsoever? Well, well, once again, I think whether, what Major League Baseball is trying to do is they're trying to have the game appeal to younger people. They're trying to speed up the game. They're going to introduce a pitch count. I don't like it. I don't like the rule. I don't like the rule uh, that you just mentioned about limiting the pitcher's ability to uh, pick off or throw to first base, attempt to pick off a, a, a runner. But I, you know, it's kind of inevitable, I think, because the, the what they're trying to do is establish, just trying to have the game more like a video game, I guess, than more like a traditional baseball game, which is, let the players play, let the coaches coach. And, um, you know, not, and the, the beautiful thing about baseball is that we used to say there's no time in baseball, right? And now they're trying to in, impose all these time limits um, to make it more like, you know, basketball, football. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I, I, I don't know that there's anything we can do about it. Let me tell you something. I think it'll make I think it'll increase the offense is what they're trying to do. They're trying to increase the offense because they think that'll increase the fan base, right? Because more more people like offense. There are some people like me, I like defense. So I mean I'm I'm willing to watch a no-hitter anytime over, you know, a team that scores 13 runs. But that's 
I think it's a, that's a minority position, like so many of my positions. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't like it. I can honestly say that once I got my license at 16, not one time at Dodger Stadium when I drove there, if the game was tied in the 13th or 14th or 15th, I did not leave till the game was over. I still made it to school or work on time. Mr. Mark Mancini, I don't know your opinion, but again, nothing can help your pirates. Did you leave early? Have you left early in an extra inning baseball game? What's going on? No, I almost covered I almost covered the one in Philadelphia with the Padres when I started radio down in San Diego. If you recall that one, went till about 4:30 in the morning from Friday night into Saturday. They were supposed to have a fireworks thing. So no, I like the extra innings. I mean, uh We've seen these things play out, but you know what? Baseball was never meant to have a time clock on it, and they're trying to speed up the game. It was. It, let's face it, guys. It's been on a respirator since '94, when the slogan was "Chicks dig the long ball," and Bud Selig had a front row seat when Sosa and McGuire were going. So they're trying to speed up the game. I don't really like the you know the the six uh, thing going out to the pitchers. I don't particularly like the foul ball net. I think, you know, leave that down so maybe I can have a chance to get that darn thing off my bucket list. But we got to net up for that because people can't pay attention when the foul ball goes in the stands. So go figure this whole sport. I don't know. Folks, uh, we love your emails and thoughts. Sportsfred at AOL.com. Sportsfred at AOL.com. All right, let's continue talking baseball. In the American League, Aaron Judge is going to win MVP over time. Now, in the National League, we've got Paul Goldschmidt of St. Louis, and I think we've got Mookie Betts of the Dodgers. Mark, who's going to win MVP in the National League? Uh, you got to give it to Paul Goldschmidt. He's going for a triple crown there. Nothing to say about Mookie Betts, but he's surrounded by quite a few good players there in Los Angeles. You know, and uh, I'm going with the uh, Paul Goldschmidt and the Cardinals, and that's, that's where I lie on this thing as far as uh, who deserves a National League MVP. All right, Laura Snoke, you're a big Dodger fan, so perhaps you're a little bit not objective, subjective on this. But uh, I think Mookie Betts the best all-around player in baseball. That doesn't mean he's MVP. Who would you vote for, Laura? Mookie Betts or Paul Goldschmidt? Well, I certainly agree with you that I'm biased. So my emotionally, I would vote for Mookie. I think I think I agree with Mark that as far as value to the team, uh, Paul Goldschmidt is probably a more valuable player to the team than Mookie is because Mookie, as Mark said, is just surrounded by so many good players. But if I were on the if I were on if I were voting, I'd vote for Mookie. <laughs> All right. I'm a Dodger fan, so I am not objective either. However, let me put it to you this way, um, changing the subject slightly. National League playoffs, short series, 162 games, the Dodgers have the best team, are the best team. But in the playoffs, you've got the Dodgers starters, and let me just presume uh, you got uh, Urias, you got Kershaw, either have Gonsolin or uh, – uh, or uh, May, three of those four. For the Atlanta Braves, you've got Max Free, Mr. Streeter, Kyle Wright. I give a slight lean on the pitching side to Atlanta. If pitching is 80 or 70% of the game, 
it would seem to me that last year's winners, the Atlanta Braves, would have a pretty good shot against the Dodgers. Laura Snoke, your thoughts? Atlanta first has to get by San Diego. And, you know, like you said, once we're in the postseason, it's a different ballgame. And I'm not, I, I'm personally, I'm not sure that, that uh, San Diego might not beat Atlanta, assuming that they play, um, which that is the way it looks now. Um, why wouldn't it be Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin and Urias well, because and Kershaw? Because in a short, get, a short series, they're probably going to go with two or three pitchers. They're not going to go with four or five. Well, we'll see how, you know, it depends how long it goes. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I give the Dodgers the edge. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to go all the way this year. But remember again, now, remember it's more <laughs> lifetime wow. fan. Hey, we're going to come back and play some Baron sports trivia and uh, talk sports uh, uh, for the next of this hour, right here on sports overnight. America. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. 
Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Sports Overnight America. I'm Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Uh, Mark Mancini, uh, America's worst sports handicapper with us, and Laura Snoke, good friend, attorney for many, many years uh, with us. And we're going to play some Baron Sports Trivia and putting these people on the spot. Now, Artie at is having his 126th birthday in uh, Mexico, so he'll be back next week uh, to answer these questions correctly. Of course, he takes about three or four different legal medicines to stay up late at night. All right, Mark, here we go. How many batting titles for the great Willie Mays in his entire career? How many batting titles for Willie Mays in his entire career? Oh, man. Rod Carew, I think, had six or seven up there with Tony Gwynn. Uh, I have to say Willie Mays, four. Four batting titles. Laura Snoke, you followed uh, the game from the start. Uh, You were like two or three. (laughs) When Willie started, so uh, uh, put Marcus, me on the spot. <laughs> so, I'm going to so, say five. You're For some say, reason, so, five came into my head. So you're going to say five. Mark's yeah. going to say four. Would either of you believe me if I said Uno one only wow. 1954 oh, wow. after he came back from the army? Of course, he came up in '51. '54 was a season in the World Series. Of course, the great. Uh, uh, catch against Vic Works uh, of Cleveland, but that was his only, only batting title his entire 20-plus Major League career, the great Willie May. So things sometimes surprise you. All right, um, Aaron Sports Trivia continues. We start with uh, attorney Laura Snoke. Um, what player, which player, Laura, had the most World Series appearances? Now, I'm not saying games in the World Series, but appearances by the year in the World Series. Which player in the history of Major League Baseball had the most World Series appearances? Laura, take it away. Um, Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's the right team. I think I know. Yeah, no, I figured. (laughs) I figured it was the Yankees. I'm just trying to do it. Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera. All right, Mark, uh, it's a Yankee. Most appearances in the World Series. Now, we're not talking World Series games. We're not talking 50 or 60. We're talking by the years, how many World Series appearances. Mark, what do you think? Well, I'd probably have to say, gosh, uh, Reggie Jackson. All right, this guy had some problems speaking English, not because he couldn't speak the language. He just sort of mixed up some words sometimes. Who might that have been? Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra was in 14 World Series. And Laura, here's the, you know, it's just a personal opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. When, When he was playing, there wasn't playoffs. You win the American League, you go to the World just Series. The pennant. Yeah, you won the pennant, you went to the right. Now, in recent vintage, of course, they added 
two teams and they added more. And now we have 12. So it's tougher to get to the World Series by just winning your regular season division title or league, league title. So Yogi Berra actually played in 14 different World Series. And uh, I think the only one he lost would have, well, he lost to the Dodgers in 55. I'm not sure he lost by many more than that. Okay. Uh, Mark, are you ready to go? Yeah. Who was the first pitcher to throw no hitters in four consecutive seasons? A, B, C, and D. He threw a no hitter in four consecutive seasons. Nolan Ryan. That? Nolan Ryan, who had seven. Yeah. But you're wrong. Laura, this pitcher threw no hitters in four consecutive seasons. Sandy Koufax. Sandy, see, I had a hunch. I don't know why. I had a hunch Laura was going to get that right. Uh, yes, 62, 63, 64, and the, and the perfect game in 65. But I must tell you guys, I think I've said this many times in the show, but it's almost funny, but really not. I, as a little kid, my dad talk, took me to the 1962 game, not knowing it was going to be a no-hitter against the Mets. So in the first inning, uh, nine strikes, uh, three outs, and then we get to the sixth inning, and we look at the scoreboard, and Sandy hasn't given up a hit. So I say, Dad, he's got a no-hitter going. And then he says, Fred, I got to get up at 6.30 to go to work. Oh, so, man. So Fred and his dad, Jack, actually left in the seventh inning to, oh, Culver, City, to Culver City, California, listening to Vince Scully broadcast oh, Colfax first wow. of four no-hitters. And, you know, if you think about it, if you think about it, he only had like six good seasons really great seasons. And if he had learned, like Norm Sherry said, don't throw so fast. You don't need to. You still throw hard enough. And if his uh, problem didn't come up uh, with whatever it was, the arthritis or the, the hand or the, uh, the fingers, or he had to retire after 66, you just wonder how many no-hitters Sandy might have uh, gotten in his career. And again, Nolan at seven. Mark, you were going to say? Yeah, I was going to say that's almost as bad as the foul ball I lost the other day to a 10-year-old. <laughs> but, no, I've, I've been blessed enough to see a perfect game and a no-hitter and almost a second no-hitter. But the perfect game was uh, uh, unbelievable because nobody wanted to go to the game, and the guy gave me tickets, and I took my wife. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing seeing a perfect game. Laura, was well, that, that just your- proves the adage. That just proves your adage, Fred, about never leaving a game early. And yeah. I am totally with you. I never leave a game early. Never. You, <laughs> you see, ask my gonna, so you see, folks, I'm going to say this again. Laura and I were uh, schoolmates a long, long time ago. I didn't know she liked baseball. She didn't know I liked baseball. But we'd have been there forever if we had gone together. I mean, if we had driven together we both would have said, let's stay, right? Right. Absolutely. So what, hap- what has happened to the new generation? Why did, does Manfred assume they don't want to actually watch a two-and-a-half or a three-hour or four-hour game? I, I, I think they, they, they have low in t- less, in, less of an attention span, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, everything has got to be really fast. It's, it's the technology is so much quicker. So their brains are developed differently. I mean, you see little kids with iPads, right? I mean, 
it's just, um, it's that I don't know that it's true that that people don't have the uh, attention span if, if if the product is good, but it appears that that's what that's the conventional wisdom is that you, this younger generation just they're they don't have the attention span for the you know baseball is 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 this sort of quiet game you know you can go. 10 minutes without anything really happening. And then all of a sudden there's a spectacular play. I mean, these kids grow up with videos that there's a spectacular event every millisecond. Right. So I don't know. That's just my. Well, I think opinion. the real question is, is what is base? Who's baseball trying to get to watch the game? I mean, you got, you got these ballparks empty as hell. I mean, the Mets were in Pittsburgh. They drew 8,000. The Marlins were in Oakland. They drew 2,000. I mean, that, that, that's the real problem when you really look at the sport. Wait a minute. But you're not – but what? you're getting – Dodger Stadium is always full. Well, yeah, yeah but, but you're marketing – I think what's happening here is you're marketing the big markets like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, and, and all these other ballparks. I mean, four years ago, the Marlins played in Cincinnati, and I think a four-game series drew 10,000. <laughs> but 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 to see, well, I think Laura's point is well taken. Yeah, not just the major cities, metropolis, St. Louis, not too many empty seats. My point is, if you're horrible and you're talking about leaving like Oakland, why would you show up? And if you're the Pittsburgh Pirate fan and you know you're not going to win, why would you show up? I think it's on the individual teams, and I think it's a Major League Baseball. To equalize things and put a higher, uh, a lower uh, salary cap, and it's going to be tough with the player association. But my point is, I think the money's got to be split up better, where the Oakland club and, and Pittsburgh can pay a little bit more, and the Dodgers would have to pay a little bit less. And I think the game would come back to where it was before. Still, my favorite game will always be my favorite game. This is my favorite show, Sports Overnight America. Laura and Mark and Fred will come back with more right after this.
Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone forward on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover. On America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at TrackPhone.com. If you work remote, Staples has you covered. Stylish office decor to turn my finished basement into a complete workspace solution. Staples has you covered. A desk that's all business, but not too businessy. Staples has you covered. And now at Staples, take up to 50% off select chairs and up to 75% off select desks. Plus, with 25% off Staples furniture support, we'll assemble your new furniture and guarantee it against wear and defects. Explore solutions for your remote workspace at Staples. Ends 9-3 in-store this view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Colaguard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. You know what a booster shot can be like? Charging a cell phone. Just like a cell phone charger helps restore your battery, a booster is given after a primary series vaccination to enhance or restore protection against COVID-19, which wanes over time. Boosters are recommended for people five years and older. Schedule a booster appointment as soon as eligible. You can even make the appointment on your phone, as long as it's charged. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sports Overnight America. Art Source is off tonight. Uh, Laura Snoke, attorney, good friend, is with us. Happy to have her aboard and the World War Sports handicapper, Mark Mancini, with us. And uh, I got one more question on Barron Sports trivia that I didn't get to, and I'm going to ask it to Laura. Which pitcher, what pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball had the most career losses which pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball had the most career losses? Now, we know Cy Young had the most wins. Who had the most losses, Laura Snoke? Tick-tock. Um, 
the most losses. And he continued to pitch. <laughs> um, gosh, I, I don't know. I really, I don't, I just began. Come up with a guess. Um, Warren Spahn. Warren Spahn. <laughs> Mark, was Warren Spawn most career losses in the history of MLB? Randy Jones? <laughs> Randy, <laughs> Randy Jones of the Padres. Well, he lost a lot. Um, he, was a good, he, he was a good pitcher. Actually, the pitcher with the most career losses, Cy Denton Young, wow. 316. Ah, now, you, you got to understand. Well, well, back then, the starter. Was I should have known that because it's a trick. Uh, that was a trick question. I admit that. Uh, every every three or four days, I mean, he would start, and they'd go 12, 14 innings. It wouldn't matter. And they wouldn't have you know much of a relief core. So you know, we won the most, and he lost the most. Cy Denton Young. So, folks, um, Sports Overnight America continuing right now across America and around the world. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Laura, I'm going to start with you on this one. This week was the 50th anniversary of the 1972 Olympic Games, the massacre of 11. What do you remember about the 1972 Olympic Games as a youngster? college students. I just, I just remember the massacre and how outrageous it was that they continued. And I, I'm a big sports fan, but there are some things that transcend that, oh, there is no, there is absolutely no moral justification for those Olympics to have gone on after that happened. That's what I remember, being Jewish however, and uh, however, you know, having that happen. Uh, let me just interrupt you for a second. However, Mr. Avery Brundage, who, of course, good friends with Adolf and the gang from 36 on and before that with business, that was his last year as the USOC chairman. Do you think that was part of the reason that Avery Brundage and his past history of not caring about a lot of things, maybe that was the reason they continued, the Olympics continued? I don't remember a lot of opposition to the Olympics continuing. I could be wrong. I mean, that could be part of it. But I, I, I remember that the consensus was that the games go on and uh, that there wasn't a whole lot of outrage, certainly not in the mainstream community, that um, most of the outrage was there was outrage in the Jewish community. I remember that. But uh, in the mainstream community, I mean, it could have been that Brundage was a part of that, but uh, just I think he was just uh, emblematic of the mainstream opinion at the time. You know, that, that just the games were more important. All the money that was spent, all the money that was going to be made, you know, it was an economic decision. I, I don't, I don't believe that the people that made the decision were overly concerned about the athletes. I think they were more concerned about the the commercial impact to stopping the games. Um, but it, it was, in my view, it was just the absolute wrong decision. Absolutely the wrong decision. I remember I was driving with my girlfriend to uh, Lake Tahoe and we got like 40 miles out of Tahoe listening to the radio and they said, everything's okay. 
And then when we got to Tahoe, I remember Jim McKay saying, they're all gone. Words wow. I will never forget as long as I live. It was, uh, Mark, you, what do you, you were just a little kid. What do you remember? Or what, yeah, what? I, I was, you know, and, and yeah, you guys are shedding some light on it. I mean, that was the first of three uh, World Series for the Oakland A's. And I don't know if that was the Patty Hearst era and all that stuff. But yeah, the 70s. No, I don't really remember that, to be honest. But Mark, you're shedding some good light. Mark Spitz, uh, of course, won seven gold medals. And, yeah. that was also, and that was also the year. And Laura, I think you were, you might remember this. Uh, the U.S. against the USSR in the semifinal game of the uh, uh, basketball championships in the Olympic Games. And uh, the Russians had three shots to finally win it because of referees' calls. And they finally, I think, won it 51 to 50. And those medals that uh, maybe it was the final game. I'm not sure it was the semifinals or final. But anyways, the, the U.S. never accepted the, the players never accepted the medals. And they're still somewhere in Olympic history. They're um, they're locked up. Uh, Laura, you remember? I had forgotten that. I, I do now. I had forgotten that. But you reminded me. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. Interesting. Um, all right. Um, let's talk it was about an interesting year. 72. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Thursday night's NFL. And I've got to give Mark credit. Mark and Art both had Buffalo. I had the under. So actually we all won in Thursday night's 31 to 10 Buffalo win. But Mark, I think a lot of it has to do with for Buffalo's better. I think they have more talent, but also three exhibition games. Stafford plays hardly at all. If he played at all, it's hard to get in touch with your wide receivers. If you don't play Allen Robinson, who's a good wide receiver. I think he caught one pass on Thursday night. Mark, uh, your comments about Buffalo and the LA Rams. Well, if I need to go to Pittsburgh, I'm not going to call American airlines or Delta. I'm going to hop on Josh Allen's football because I know he can get me there, but I will tell you this, this is the revenge tour for the Buffalo bills. After that Kansas city playoff game, they're hell bent on getting back to the, uh, playoffs and they get to the Super Bowl and put the ghost behind that uh, four in a row that they lost but yeah the Rams I think the Rams were exposed in more ways than one you know people tell me that preseason don't count well when you start taking the wins and losses off the preseason then I might look at it different but you can't stand here and not play starters in all the preseason games and expect to get your, uh, you know, Super Bowl rings and uh, beat a team from Buffalo that was determined to set the record straight with you guys. So I kind of figured it was coming. And, you know, I kind of figured it was going to be a double-digit win. And, uh, yeah, I think the Rams – I think it's going to be a big surprise in Los Angeles. I mean, the division will, you know, uh, be within their reach because everybody in the division is trying to find themselves. But the Rams will be good enough to win the division. I don't know if this team is good enough to succeed in the playoffs. Laura Snoke, your comments about Buffalo on Thursday night's 31 to 10 victory over the LA Rams. Well, I agree with Mark. I picked Buffalo to win the game. Um, I think Buffalo is an incredibly talented team. Um, I think Mark's right that they are on a revenge tour as they should be. They should never have lost that game to Kansas city. Um, and, uh, I thought the Rams looked really bad last night. Um, their vaunted defense didn't really come through uh, other, other than a few plays. 
I thought Stafford looked really rusty and couldn't connect. And, um, and I thought, I think were there, did Buffalo have seven sacks on, on Stafford? Yeah. I mean, I don't, you just, you can't survive if you get seven sacks. I mean, there's just no way. So um, yeah, I thought Buffalo looked pretty good, but I don't think they had a lot of competition. So we'll see. Who are they playing next week, Buffalo? I will look that up, but uh, I forget. Let, let, let me ask you a question. This Thursday, that Thursday night game was, of course, on NBC. All the rest have moved to Amazon. Laura Snoke, let me ask you a question. I know it's a way of making more and more money for the National Football League. I saw on my Facebook this morning that people couldn't find the game, even though it was on NBC. I think they thought it was on Amazon. Do you think, do you think the average football fan is going to know if it's on a network or it's on Amazon or if it's on Apple or if it's on Peacock or, or whatever? I think it's going to be so confusing. It's going to be tough. Well, they had the one game on Apple, um, and then the Dodgers had that game on Peacock, which really, in, in I got irritated because I don't have Peacock. It's like the one thing, I, one streaming service I don't have yet. Um, as soon as they put something on that I want to watch, I'll get it. But um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously another revenue issue. Um, I think ultimately, I don't know where it's all going to end up. If everything's going to end up on streaming services, which is, I think, where it's going to go, and then are we going to be left with no, you know, three like the like the old days when we were kids, right, where there were only three networks that were you could get for free, and then the rest yeah. you had to pay for. Except for in those days, there weren't any other ones. So um, I think the average fan, to answer your question, is going to be able to figure it out. And uh, pretty much everybody has Amazon because everybody gets something through Amazon, right? Delivered. Uh, at least according to all the trucks that are blocking traffic everywhere. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think that's going to be an impediment, but I think, um, you know, there are a lot of people that don't have, I guess, still in this day and age that don't have internet. So they won't be able to watch the game. Um, Thursday night games were never the biggest, you know, uh, viewer viewership of all the games. Um, Maybe that's why they're trying to get more viewership on Thursday night. I don't like Thursday night games, by the way, just for the record. I think they're just a big mistake. I think they're too hard on the players, you know, to have to play that soon. Um, you know, I lived in uh, I lived in Pacific Palisades a, a while ago, years ago. And I remember there was a, a, a place we all used to go for breakfast on Sunday, on Monday, mor- on Sunday or Monday morning or Sunday morning. I don't remember. But there was a there was one weekend that there was there was a holiday and I was right behind in line. I was right behind Marcus Allen after he played a game. And this he could, it was a, he was in his prime and he could barely move. I mean, football takes a toll on your body and to have to play Thursday and then the, the uh, or Sunday and then the following Thursday. It's just it's I, I just don't like it. But. No, I don't. I don't think the average football fan is going to have a problem finding it. Let's find out from Mark. Mark Mancini, world's worst sports handicapper. How many <laughs> streaming services, Mark, do you have in your home? Well, I got Apple. 
uh, got cable. So you have Apple. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, cable. I, I, can, I can get the MLB network. Uh, I can get the NFL Red Zone, the NFL network. But you don't. But you don't have. But you don't have Amazon, right? No. You don't have Peacock. No. See, see, see that's the problem. And, and again, let me state this: I have AT and T, which means whatever internet you have doesn't really work. Uh, we can't get it very well in our bedroom. So, where in the past I could watch a game, even though it would bore Sandy to death, in the bedroom, um, it doesn't. My our internet. 50-50 would reach the bedroom. So it's not just figuring out which streaming services carry. Are all these streaming services, are all these companies, AT&T and Verizon and the rest, giving you strong signals? And I think that's the problem. And I want to go back to what Laura said. I enjoyed it more when we had ABC, CBS, and NBC, and we had no problem. I would even like it when we had 57 channels and nothing to watch on cable, 500 channels, now streaming, totally confusing to me. Back with more on Sports Overnight America. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't and you want to legally get out of your contract... 
Call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you are ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call. 800-824-5131 That's 800-824-5131 Hey everybody, it's that time uh, to conclude this hour of Sports Overnight America with Mr. Mark Mancini, the world's worst sports handicapper with Ms. Laura Snoke, uh, attorney, a uh, big Dodger fan, uh, big sports fan period and put both of them on the spot right now on Monday night, we have Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos going sort of home for Russell to Seattle against the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. I've seen five and a half, six uh, Denver is favorite on the road, Mr. Mancini. And you were right on Buffalo on Thursday. Are you going to be right tonight on Monday night? Who do you like in that game? Things run in three, so if I can pick the Panthers on Sunday and get the Broncos on Monday, yeah, get get the parlay going. But it's funny how the NFL works, huh? Flacco going against the uh, uh, Ravens and all these other stuff things. But, uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing coming on uh, this particular game. But I like, uh, I like the Broncos. Apparently, Laura Snoke, the Seattle fans are going to applaud Russell Wilson at the beginning. Will they be applauding him after he throws three or four touchdown passes against his former team? Laura, what do you think? No, they will not be applauding him after. And I agree with, you know, Mark, you're going to lose your uh, moniker as the world's worst sports handicapper. If you keep winning, your best. So, <laughs> But Laura, um, but Laura, but, but Laura, I, unfortunately, no. <laughs> I agree with Mark. I think Denver is gonna uh, is gonna win this game. Unfortunately, I think that the uh, AFC West is just loaded. And as a Raider fan, I don't like it. But what am I gonna do? I think we've got a pretty good team this year too. It should be a real interesting season. And I really like Laura, this game coming up against the Chargers. I think the Raiders are gonna are gonna. Laura, all I, wanna, can tell I think you. the Raiders are gonna win that game. Laura, all I can tell you is this. I've known Mark longer than you've known Mark. <laughs> and, over the, and over that period of time, he will have proven to the world that he is indeed the world's worst sports handicapper. Guy did young. He's on a hot well, streak. Well, I hope he is with regard to Denver, so. He's on a hot streak now, but uh, it shall end, I guarantee it. All right, for Laura. For Mark, for Mario, for everybody, email us, sportsfredadeo.com. Stay tuned all night long for more of Sports Overnight America.